have an opportunity to give the Lord 10%? Yes, sir. Well, the reason I'm asking is because I don't want you to blow your blessing. Amen. God Amen. is faithful. Isn't God faithful? Yes, he is. God is faithful. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. Amen. That as we give God what God is asking for, God is faithful to make nine-tenths go further than ten-tenths. He's faithful to bless our vision, our family, our seed, our future. I'm a witness. He will bless you. God loves a cheerful, hilarious, spontaneous giver. God wants you to be blessed. Amen. Where the ushers and the deacons come forth now. Anybody needing amen to give before we do the offertory? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's all stand for offertory. All things come of thee, O Lord. his name. Truly God is worthy to be praised. Pastor's asking the church to pray for his eye. I got to get some work done on my eye. Pray for my eye. The Lord is good. Amen. And he's a stronghold in a time of trouble. And we trust him moment by moment and day by day. I'm so glad all of you are here today. Thank God for you. You in for a treat. Truly God is an awesome God. We're going to have our praise dances first, followed by a selection from our youth choir. Church, say amen. All right, dance up, dance up, dance up.
Sunday. They could be out in the street, they could be messed up, but they're worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. Choir.
glory, glory. He's worthy. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We come this morning prostrate before your presence, confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak without strong. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for what our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. Now glorify yourself. Hide the preacher behind the cross. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Church, amen. Amen. Now, I want to thank God for our youth pastor. Sister, you pastor, Tony Tyler, Dan, Steve, uh, and, and all the youth workers, will you stand? We need to give you a hand clap. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Valencia, thank you. Praise the Lord. Uh, I am thankful that we have a church that invests Christ into people's lives. I don't know if you knew this, but years ago, I've been here 32 years, but years ago, I used to visit college campuses and meet everybody from St. Matthew's that was on that campus and take them out to lunch. I went down to Howard and uh, drove down to DC, went to Howard and met uh, some people. We went out to lunch. And they were so excited, our pastor's coming, our pastor's coming. And we had a great, great fellowship. Now, I need to say this. Years later, a young lady who was a member here that went to Howard uh, wrote me a letter and said, you will never know the input. You will never know the great sacrifice you made in my life. And her and her husband sent me a check for $40,000. $40,000. Thank you, Pastor, for all that you have done over the years. And, and, and I, I, I was blown away. Now, I didn't make it to every college. I never made it to Pitt too far. I never made it. I was going to different campuses, but... It, is, it was a great, great occasion that we would sit there and reflect on Jesus. Amen? Amen? Truly God is an awesome God. We're in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I want to challenge my Bible students. Ephesians chapter 6. And... Uh, Beginning at verse 10, Paul says, finally, 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 amen, my brethren. But it's in verse 12 that Paul says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones in the heavenlies. 
three significant wrestling matches. Wrestling matches are well-known encounters as two opponents are engaged against one another at close proximity, each attempting to pin their opponent to the mat and trap their shoulders and be declared the winner. And these, these wrestling matches are much more than movements, much more than strength. They have to deal, do with strategy. And in a similar sense, we as believers, we are <clears throat> engaged in wrestling matches every day. Every day we have to wrestle. We have to be grabbed. We have to be slung. We have to endure going to the mat. We have to roll. We have to, amen, find ourselves in a peculiar position of conflictional and comp competitive contact. And, and, and our series is on perplexity. We, we are perplexed, amen, at the mystery of these wrestling matches. Why would a God who has declared victory allow his children to wrestle? Why do we have to be subject to these matches? And last week, let me, let me, because this is, this is part B of last week. Last week, we dealt with the fact, trying to get an understanding of our sin. And when sin is in the singular, S-I-N, it's not what you do, it's what you are. It deals with an operation. Are y'all getting me? And, 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 and so we, we began last week by saying that uh, sin was transmitted into the whole human race once Adam and Eve fell. Uh, Adam is the federal head of the human race. As in Adam all die. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. Jesus is the last Adam. Not the second. He's the last Adam. And so, Eve was deceived, but Adam sinned willfully. He knew what he was doing. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so, the transmission of sin has come down to each individual born into this world. 
When the, when the baby is born, it is stamped for hell. It's stamped for hell. It doesn't mean the baby's going to hell. God made provisions at the cross for certain entities, but uh, everybody must be born again. And because preachers are no longer preaching truth, because preachers are trying to be great and they don't care about where you go, amen, they're praying, you know, they're preaching for money, they're preaching for reputation, uh, people just don't know the truth. Jesus is not a way. Jesus is the way. He is the only way. So when we start talking about other faiths, Buddha, Hindu, and, and Confucius, and Scientology, and Jehovah's Witness, people want to get upset. But, you know, I'm, I'm a true prophet. I'm not up here trying to win you politically. I'm trying to tell you, you must be born again. And Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And do I have a witness? He is the only way. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. And, and, and because we in this age of Laodicea, the rights of the people, everybody wants to claim that they know Jesus, but they still practice in sin. And the sin is not hindered. Don't get quiet now. Can I get a witness? See, once you meet the Savior, you got to go out a different way. Everybody that met Jesus, the woman at the well said, come see a man. Do I have a witness? Uh, you, you can't stay the way you are after meeting Jesus. There's something about that name. There's something about that man. There's something about that word. There's something about that power that God allows. So people say, well, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, the devil believes that. The demons believe that. You cannot only believe he's the Son of God. You got to believe he's God the Son. That means he's deity. He's God all by himself. Every attribute that Jehovah had, Jesus has. Both communicable and incommunicable attributes. I know Kenya understands me. Can I get a witness? That, that, that is, when God says, I'm omniscient, I know everything before it happens, Jesus is omniscient. When, 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 when God says, I'm omnipresent, I'm everywhere at the same time, Jesus is everywhere at the same time. Are y'all getting this? When God says, I'm omnipotent, I got all power, Jesus said, all power has been given to me in my hands, in heaven and earth. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says in Colossians that the Godhead has agreed to make Jesus, Lord have mercy, the object of faith. Can I get a witness? He is the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Do I have a witness? Uh, uh, child, child of God, he's got all the privileges and prerogatives of God. Jehovah Jireh is Jesus. Jehovah M. Kadesh is Jesus. Jehovah Sikhanu is Jesus. Uh, El Elyon is Jesus. 
El Shaddai is Jesus. Do I have a witness up in the house? That, that is, that is, that is, that is. We were transmitted. Sin was transmitted in us. All of your behavior was not learned. Some of it was inherited. Do I have a witness? Now, now I know it's kind of tough up in this church. Hey, I spent seven years in the military. During Vietnam, I spent seven years. I got high, I drank, I partied, I did all that mess. Fornicated, did all that mess. Can I get a witness? It's getting tight up in here. It's all right. But, but that was my sin nature. Do I have a witness? I had one nature. My nature was to sin. Can I get a witness? Partied all night, went to cabaret, stayed out all night, had no conviction on Sunday morning. Can I get a witness? Had no conviction on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Do I have a witness? Never, never, amen. I slept better then than I've ever slept. Can I get a witness? Full of hell, full of sin, full, full of being messed up. Come on now. You know how it is. Can I get a witness? Uh, to the point that when I got saved, somebody said, can any good thing come out of South Philly? Uh, do, do, do I have a witness? But child of God, that, that was the hanging at the transmission of sin. Yeah. And then once we are transmitted sin, we tend to transfer sin. We want to blame our stuff on somebody else. You say, where you get that from? Adam. Adam said, the woman you gave me made me do it. Didn't Adam say that? Genesis 3, go home and look at it. What we tend to do is transfer the blame of our stuff on somebody else. My mommy, my daddy, my husband, my wife, my children. It's never me, myself, and I. Can I get a witness? So what we do is transfer on to somebody else what's messed up in us. We do it all the time. And, and that's what a victim does. See, a victim cannot go through, amen, the pain of guilt. So they got to share their guilt with somebody else. Do I have a witness? Uh, child, child of God, and, and we talked about the transference. Y'all were sinners before y'all joined this church. Somebody need to tell you the truth. You was full of hell before you joined this church. Can I get a witness? Don't blame your stuff on pastor or St. Matthew's. Hey, amen. The fact that I was messed up before I came to this church or to Christ. I had stuff on the inside that I couldn't reconcile. Are y'all praying with me? I had stuff hidden deep down in my old nature. Yeah, that declared me totally depraved. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 2, and you who were dead in trespasses and sin have he now quickened, made alive. You were dead, you were depraved, you were disobedient. Come on now. Can I get a witness? But God, who's rich, any rich, in mercy, quickened me, made me alive. Thank you, Jesus. Only Jesus can make you alive. Only Jesus can end your sentence with hell. Only Jesus can 
uh, uh, make, make you live a life of righteousness. Can I get a witness? Uh, that, that is, he moves from transmission to transference, from transference to transfusion. That once the Holy Spirit comes in, he starts separating stuff. Can I get a witness? Holy Spirit will straighten you out, won't he? Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't go anymore. And that's what a testimony is all about. A testimony is not what God did this minute. It's what God has been doing all along. You just caught it this minute. Can I get a witness? That the Lord is good. So it's in this context that the Apostle Paul, a genius, a former lawyer, a Pharisee, one who sat under Gamaliel and Nicodemus, the two highest profs in the University of Jerusalem. Paul was a bad boy. And Paul, Paul, Paul says, finally, my brethren, have you ever asked yourself why he said finally? Yes. It's kind of rhetorical when you understand the makeup of the text. Because in chapter 1, God is the sovereign, there's the sovereign will of God that the Godhead has something to do with redemption by grace. They, amen. That God is a, has a supernatural wisdom. Yeah. That God has, amen, a steadfast work. Amen. That God gives us yeah, a uh, walk that we cannot do on our own. That God even enters our realm of relationships and teaches us how to be servants and submissive to wives and husbands. And, 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 then, and then that's chapter 5. Then he gets to chapter 6 says, finally. I got one more area we need to talk about. And that area is warfare. Can I get a witness? We, we, we got to go through some warfare. And what Paul does in one of his 13 Pauline epistles is that he begins to first identify the knots. I love this. Paul says, for <laughs> we wrestle not against flesh and blood. If your enemy is a human being, you've been deceived. If you're blaming your stuff on your husband, your wife, your children, your mother, your father, your pastor, the church, and if, 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 if you keep reaching to put your stuff on somebody else, Satan's got over on you. Mm. We, when, we're not in a fight against human beings. There's something else that's going on. I'm, I'm crazy about war pictures. I, I, I've seen them all. And in war, what they do in war is they first infiltrate enemy lines. They got scouts. They got spies that go in like in when Joshua sent the spies to Rahab, remember that? To check out Jericho before they went in. They, they infiltrate, and, and the question we got to ask, 
How did Satan manage to infiltrate my life? Infiltration follow, is followed by infection, which is followed by influence. And, and, and the reason God kept telling Israel in Isaiah and, and, and in all those Old Testament books, I don't want you fellowshipping with these nations is because you will learn their ways, amen, that I'm against. We're living in this world. It's a great technological world. You got social media. You got access to, to worldwide communication. But all of it is not good for you. Can I get a witness? If everything that you have at your disposal is not good for you spiritually. Because you're learning things that God doesn't want you to learn. Do I have a witness? Oh, it's getting tight up in here. Hang in there. You got everything coming through your phone in the name of Jesus. And you think that's great. That's not great. Satan is using things to pull you away from God. Can I get a witness? Uh, we're not fighting flesh and blood. There's infiltration. There's an infestation. And then there is uh, influence. We're being influenced by an ungodly world. We're at the age... We're at the point of the rapture, Laodicea, right to the people. From Washington to here, the world is wicked. And it's only a matter of time before Jesus comes back. That is, child of God, when you look at what Paul's saying, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. When people come up to me and make me their enemy, I'm not your enemy. Satan's your enemy. The devil is your enemy. The devil has gotten over you on you because the devil has taken, listen to this see, control of your mind. Paul says, we're not fighting flesh and blood, but here's what we are fighting. We're fighting against principalities, powers, dominions, thrones. We're fighting against the rulers of darkness. Now, now, let me stop pausing before I don't have time to go on. These are different levels of power. Principalities means they're over continents, over nations, over jurisdictions. There's a demon over every church. There's a demon over every country. There's a demon, amen, that's been assigned to every jurisdiction. And God, in, 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 in turn, has assigned an elect angel to every jurisdiction. Do I have a witness? That's why the words principalities, powers, and dominions apply to both satanic and angelic beings because they got the same power base. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. You ain't getting this time. We're, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones and rulers of this age in the heavenlies. Meaning the control factor is coming straight out of hell. Satan is controlling us by his influences. Influences. Every time you read a book, every time you watch a picture, every time you go to a different place, Satan is constantly just trying to influence you. What's the influence? I'm glad you asked. He's influencing you from trusting God. He's influencing you to trust yourself. 
He's influencing you to look, amen, and to live a life without faith. He, he's trying to inundate us with stuff from society, from Satan, come on now, into our lives. God's got to deprogram before he can reprogram. Do I have a witness? Man, when I got saved so much that God had to deprogram from my life that I learned out there in the streets in the world, come on now. And as he deprograms and as he reprograms, we are renewed in our minds. Can I get a witness? This first wrestling match is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and dominions, thrones. Now, contextually, and I got to deal with this, God tells us in uh, uh, 6, 10, and 6, 11 that put on the whole armor of God. God has given us pieces to put on. And by the way, these pieces are pieces that are not real, actual pieces. They metaphorically point to Christ. Put on Christ. Just put on Christ. A helmet to protect your mind. You know our minds need to be protected. Can I get a witness? A helmet, a breastplate of righteousness to protect your heart. A girdle that holds everything together with truth. Uh, feet that are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, a shield to block off the fiery darts of the devil. Can I remember those uh, uh, cowboy and Indian pictures when the cowboys would hide behind the wagon and shoot at the Indians and the Indians put the arrows on fire and shoot and hit the wagon and the whole wagon would go up in fire and then they, the soldiers were exposed. Whatever you hiding behind, Satan going to shoot fire at it. So you and I are exposed to him. Lord have mercy. Exposed. Exposed. Expose. Put on a horn of God. Can't go out half dressed in the morning. And your sword, the short sword, your rima, is the only offensive weapon that God gives us, the word of God. And we can resist the devil. It is written. Get thee hence, Satan. In the name of Jesus. That, that, that is, when you look at that, and, and then Paul says, having done all, Ephesians 6, stand. Critical position, stand up. Stand up, stand against, stand for. I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. Stand. Why? How can I stand? Because God has already given you the power. He's giving you the ishkas. In the Greek, which means the inherent power of God. He's given the kratos, the bulldozing moving power of God. He's given you the dynamite power of God. Stand! Why do you keep backing up from Satan when God has given you the whole armor of God? Stop letting the devil control the way you think. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Your wife is not the problem. Your husband is not the problem. Your children are not the problem. Church is not the problem. Satan is the problem. He is the invisible controller behind the scenes. 
Well, why do I feel this way? Because Satan got hold of you. Can I get a witness? Satan is producing in you what he wants to produce in you. Your whole thinking mechanism is from the devil. Do I have a witness? Oh, it's getting tight. And, that, and, and that's why as long as Satan controls us, we don't have no peace. See, peace is God's byproduct that frees us. Lord, have mercy. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones. Nineteen sixty-eight. I went in the military. I was, I was going to be drafted one A. In fact, I had my draft notice before I graduated South Philadelphia High. And man, I went down the military, and they, you know, they were hard. They were hard. Big TIs, these smoky the bear hats, and they they could hit you. And they, 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 every other word was a curse word, and you know, soldier this, soldier that. And uh, I was 17 years old because I was smart. I graduated high school at 17 because I was smart. <laughs> Doing trigonometry and calculus at 17, smart. Eat your heart out. <laughs> Took the Air Force desk, got, uh, scored high on it. And here I am at basic training. And they give you a little Bible in basic training. that says, give your heart to Jesus because your behind is mine. <laughs> they actually was pushing salvation in basic training. Oh, y'all ain't coming back. Some of y'all going to be killed, so just give your heart to Jesus. <laughs> And we were too simple to get afraid. Okay, yes, sir, yes, sir. But anyway, make a long story short, I, I, I got out of base training, went to tech school in Texas. And uh, I hated Texas because it was 15 degrees at 5 o'clock in the morning when we fell out and 95 at 12 noon. And, and, and uh, I'm in my barracks reading my little New Testament. And this guy from North Philly came in there. Look at this chump reading the Bible. And this is a true story. I said, excuse me, Lord. And I, and I put my Bible down. And I went out the hall and beat the daylights out of it. Then I came back and said, Lord, where were we? So I, I knew I had problems here, Doc. I knew I, knew, I, knew I had problems. I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. I, 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 I wasn't saved a lick. But man, I was messed up. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so Paul says, we're, we're wrestling against things we can't see that seek control of us at any intersection. Mm. We're fighting Satan. We're fighting his temptations, his solicitations. Fighting his orders, we we fighting. We fighting. That's that little voice you hear when you get in an argument with your wife or husband says, Why take this? Just leave. You know, test the spirit by the spirit. You can tell when Satan's talking to you. It ain't in the Bible. <laughs> just go on and cuss out. Why are you sitting here doing that? Just, just, just. Oh, 
have mercy. Been there, done that. But secondly, we're wrestling not only, listen, against evil. We're wrestling against our own emotions. Oh, we're going to get hot now, Doc. I'm going to get you out of here. Rejection, low self-esteem, abuse. Whatever happened to you or whatever you learned, whatever's going on is on the inside. Satan taps into it. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so real quickly, I want to get out your way. In Romans chapter 7, uh, uh, Paul had been saved 20 years. And Paul wrote Romans 7, and this one's deep. After being saved 20 years, Paul says, now listen. He says, I got some real conflict. Say conflict. I got, no, no, say it louder. I got some conflict on the inside. I got my own repertoire of mess on the inside. The reason it can't come out every day because I've hidden it. The hidden hurts of the believer. I, I have hidden this thing so nobody can pick it up. I don't like myself. I don't feel good about myself. Can I get a witness? Yeah. I got abandonment issues, rejection issues. I got love issues. Intimacy issues. I got issues. I got issues. So Paul, Paul, Paul gets to Romans chapter 7, and the word I is mentioned 25 times. And the reason I is mentioned 25 times, because I is the center letter of sin. The more your eye is involved, the more your sin is involved. Ah. Ah. Ah is messed up. I used to go in the party in Cabaret, boy, I'd be clean as a whistle. And go past a table full of women, they say, boy, you so fine. I said, I know. You, you, ain't, you ain't got to tell me that, baby. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I wasn't deceived. I wasn't deceived, huh? Took my son to when he's a little boy, he's 29 now. Took him to uh, down Florida to Disney, and we had a little timeshare down there. And these boys was on the court shooting ball, and I walked on the court. I said, "Where y'all from?" They said, "Chicago." I said, "Oh, Chi Town, yeah." You want to shoot? Yeah. So me and my son out there. So the guy said, "Where you from?" I said, "Philly." He said, "Oh Lord." You know what he said next? A bunch of them just left the court with Versace's on. <laughs> Those are $200 sneakers <laughs> that you don't want to get no dirt on. We were laughing. The fact of the matter is, is that um, 
we can see ourselves we're struggling with the conflict on the inside mm. your husband your wife had nothing to do with your conflict but we hold them hostage Lord have mercy because we won't let God deal with this stuff oh Lord Paul, Paul, Paul Paul, Paul, Paul's talking about the infliction of his own emotions so our old man and our new man are in conflict and it affects three key areas. It affects my reasoning, how I think. It affects my relationships, how I interface. And it reflects my sense of rest. Hmm. No, no, I, I, I just want to say this to the congregation. Now, y'all know, I, I got some stuff up here on this because of my life, you know, out there in that world. So my lovely wife went out yesterday with my daughter. She treated her to a facial and a massage. They were going all day. My wife came back. I said, how was it? She said, great. And I said, good. Was it a man or a woman? And she, and she just stood there and looked at me like, where's that coming from? Because in my worldly days, it meant something. Are y'all are praying with me? Pornography. Are y'all with me? Sin. I was an actor in the world. If a woman said, do you really love me? And I, I make tears come down. I said, yes. And she said, oh, he's crying. I said, I got this. God start pulling the cover back. All that false stuff got to come out of here. All that wicked, worldly stuff got to disappear. Can I get it? I'm a God of righteousness. So Paul says, with my mind, I'm serving the law of God, but in my flesh, the law of sin. When I would do good, evil's always with me. How many of y'all can relate to Paul? I want to do what's right, but I can't. The minute I start stepping towards righteousness, unrighteousness comes and gets in my way. When I, when I, when I want to be what God wants me to be, Satan steps in and doesn't want me to be what God wants me to be. Can I get a witness? There's conflict going on on the inside. Mm. In conflict with myself, in conflict with my self. In conflict with my self. And because strongholds, we have, said Corinthians, because we have hidden the hurts. And we build up walls to protect us from the hurts. We've gotten to the point where we're even denying the hurts. There's nothing wrong with me. 
I counseled hundreds of couples in my study of 32 years. I used, I used to see it. Let's pray. Well, what seems to be the problem? Well, we came to try to have you pray and figure out. And the other one said, ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> they was that way when I married them. We're in denial. And until we see the light, until we can confess the truth, Paul, Paul, Paul says, and, and what, what I don't want to do, I do. And what I don't want to do, I don't want to do. And Paul's all messed up. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? It's a death sentence. When you and I are in conflict and we hiding, hidden hurts, history, we're in a death sentence. When you keep transferring your stuff on to others, we're in a death sentence. When we won't take the onus, it's me, myself, and I, we're in a death sentence. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of his death? The word body is used for a reason, sumas. Because in Rome, when you murdered somebody, they made you carry the corpse around for about a week as it decomposed and Amen. The stench of death came out. You had to smell what you killed. Can I get a witness? So Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of death? And then Paul says, but I thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. Doesn't he give us the victory? We don't even pray for it. He gives it to us. Won't he give us the victory? Won't he work out the details? Won't he move darkness and bring light? In God able? In he able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, y'all young people better listen. The solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I had stuff on the inside I didn't even know about. Can I get a witness? Don't we have stuff we don't even know about? Won't stuff seep out that we don't want to come out? Won't stuff expose us for who we really are? Do I have a witness up in the house? It's tight. God comes along and he starts methodically and medicinally healing us from all this conflict. And it doesn't matter what happened to you in the past. You've been raped, you've been abused, you've been on drugs, you've been in jail, you've been messed up. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Aren't you new? All things are passed away. All things become new. I told you my wife, my wife and daughter rebuked me on Chestnut Street. 
No, I, this, this is about six, six years ago. My youngest daughter and we were walking up 15th and Chestnut, and it was a nice summer day, beautiful sun out, and I let them walk ahead of me. And these two boys, they must have been from North Philly. <laughs> one was tall, the other was, you know, medium. And one I went to my young daughter and said, hey, baby. And I walked up, I said, what's wrong with you, man? And he said, what old man? I said, I got your old man. <laughs> so what's wrong with you? I said, you don't disrespect my... And my wife said, shut up, stop it. They can shoot all of us, let them shoot. <laughs> this ain't getting it, Doc. So I got to tell you, I lied as the guy was looking at me like he's getting ready to jump me. I took my hand and put it under my shirt. Start backing off. I was grabbing for my fruit of the looms because I had nothing else under there. But child of God, the Lord is good, isn't he? <laughs> How patient God is with us. Let me tell you one more. I get out your way. It's getting good now. I came home on leave in 1972 from overseas. So we all got dressed, went out to a club. And the club was in South Philly. We out, we out at a club, it's packed. And these boys got to arguing, so uh, these boys from 13th Street, they all was packing, right? And uh, so my brother got into, my, my brother, he was in, he got into an argument with one of the boys and the boys, the boys started pulling guns, right? And everybody got scared. And I said, oh, my God. And my boy, Myron, was sitting there. Me and him were in the military together. He was sitting there at the stool. And he said, don't worry about a thing. I got, it. I got everything covered. And I said, you do? And he put his hand under his shirt. I got everything covered. Let him, let him, let him go for it. So everything settled down. And we at the bar. And I said, Myron, what did you have? He pulled out one of them long forks that you turn chicken with. And he said, I was going to get one of them. I said, you know what, that's it, Doc. That's it, that's it, that's it. No more, no more, Doc, no more. I'm going back to the base. I ain't fooling with y'all. Lord have mercy. Y'all help me out. See how far the Lord brought us from? Through many dangers, tolls and snares, I've already come. You know the Lord snatched you out of trouble you don't even know about? You know the Lord ended your life when you was about to die? You, you know when you was about to throw the towel in, Jesus showed up? That's why we praise him. We praise him because he's worthy. And he worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. But the final wrestling match uh -huh, is in Genesis 32, where 
Jacob the slanderer, the slickster, the supplanter, cheated his brother Esau, twin brother, out of his birthright, and his mother helped him out. And he was on a run. And this boy, now listen carefully, he had to marry Leah because he met his uncle who was more of a slickster than he was. You're always going to meet somebody that's more than what you are. And, 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 and his uncle said, well, you got you to gotta work for Rachel. Rachel was fine. She was the youngest. You got to marry Leah and then work for Rachel. Can I get a witness? And, and the boy worked and worked. And finally, he had Leah. He had Rachel. He had two handmaids. And everyone gave him three and four sons until he had 12 sons, 12 tribes. Oh, Lord. Of Israel. One daughter, Dinah, do I have a witness? But now he has left Pandanaram. He has sent his family packing. And now he's all alone with God in a wrestling match. This is not for control. This is not for conflict. This is for covenant. Do I have a witness? And the Bible says that he wrestled with God all night. The word God, angel of the Lord, is the Lord Jesus Christ pre-incarnate. And God said, let me go. The sun is about to break. He said, I will not let you go till you bless me. Jacob got tired of living the way he was living. Jacob got tired of being a slickster and a supplanter. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Child of God, wait till you get in the mindset where you tell God, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. I'm not going to close this Bible until you bless me. I'm not going to stop this prayer until you bless me. I'm not, I'm not going to seek your face. Stop seeking your face until you bless me. And the Bible says at daybreak, the angel of the Lord said, what's your name? My name is Jacob. Your name is no longer Jacob. Now your name is Israel. A new covenant. Do I have a witness? And when the angel of the Lord let him go, it threw his hip out of joint. And Jacob limped the rest of his life. You know God will leave you with a limp to remind you who he is? Just ask the apostle Paul. He gave him a divine deflationary device. He gave him a thorn in the flesh and would not move it. Can I get a witness? And Paul, every time you start getting prideful about where you've been, I'm, I'm going to let Satan beat on you a while. Can I get a witness? Because my grace is sufficient. I, I'm going to change your suffering to sufficiency. I'm going to change your problems of pouting to praise. When I get finished with you, I'm going to transform your mind. Can I get a witness? And you know the story. His name became Israel and, and, and Joseph, next to the youngest son, amen, was thrown in a pit by his brothers and hey, went to the palace and, and was lied on by Potiphar's wife, but God had him in place so he could save the whole nation. Can I get a witness? You know God is an awesome God. You know God is a great God. You know God is an all-wise God. You know God is an all-powerful God. You know God will do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Can I get a witness? You know every day we got to wrestle with all three. We got to wrestle with evil. 
We got to wrestle with our emotions. Then we got to wrestle with eternal God. Can I get a witness? But when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? We know that all things are working together for the good. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Raymond Gordon, I dare you to sit still long enough and enumerate where I bought you from the last 30 years. Enumerate where I bought you from the last 15 years. Enumerate where I bought you from the last five years and you'll break out into praise. Can I get a witness? Won't we praise him? Won't we exalt him? Won't we magnify him? Won't we glorify him? The Lord is. The Lord is. The Lord is. We got to wrestle against evil. We got to wrestle with our emotions. But we got to wrestle with eternal God. And when you wrestle with God, God will bring you out with power. Say yeah. Give you power, won't he give you power? Won't he give you peace? Won't he bring provision? Say yeah, the Lord is good to them that wait on him. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Paul, do you have anything to add? We're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Cast down, but never destroy. A wrestling match. And when God brings you through all three wrestling matches, you're going to learn to give him the praise. You're going to learn to give him the glory. You're going to learn to give him the honor. You're going to take your attention off yourself and concentrate on him and worship him how did you make it through college Jesus how you doing in your marriage Jesus how, how are you doing with that new health prop Jesus 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 I said Jesus oh how sweet the name Jesus every day the same Jesus, say yeah, any worthy, any worthy, any worthy to be praised. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, he died for your sins, the burden rose again. He's God the Son. He's the Son of God. He died and rose from the grave on the third day with all power in his hands. He can save you this morning. Is there one you want to give your life to Christ? Is there one? Or you want to join the church and Christian experience? Is there one? Is there one? Our Father and our God, we thank you for our youth Sunday, the last one this summer. Thank you for your word. That we have to wrestle with three different entities. Teach us how to wait on you.
Teach us how to be strong in you. Teach us how to praise you. You said in everything, give thanks. Lord, bless the food that has been prepared for those who has been prepared for. Bless the classes. Bless our church. Bless our sick, our shut-in, our bereaved. Move by your spirit. And God, as we wrestle, give us the strength and the understanding to stand. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Go get your picnic tickets. Go out on the table. Go around the payment center. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday. Have a great day.